all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I want to read from 1 Corinthians um, chapter 2, and you'll get the meaning of this, how important this is, as we go into the message. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you minister to us today by your Spirit and touch our lives and help us to respond appropriately to what you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I titled the message, When God Invites You. I, I don't know how you feel, but uh, I know if, if I get a letter from the President of the United States uh, that uh, he's inviting me to the White House, all of you will hear about it. I'll be talking about it and telling everybody that I'm going to the White House. I've been invited uh, because the invitation, your invitation depends on who is inviting you. And if the president is inviting you, it, must means, it means you're somebody special uh, to people and they want to know about it. But we're talking about God's invitation. God's invitation. God inviting you. Every time God, God invites you, to himself, he's wanting to do something special to you that will totally transform your life from that very day that you respond on and forever. God doesn't just throw out invitation. When he makes an invitation and he's asking you to come, he has something special for you. He's always wanting to give something to you that will make a difference in your life, that will change your life forever. If you will respond to his call. <sighs> you know, when you read God's invitation to Abraham... That's the father of faith. That's where we start. You need to understand what it means when God comes to you and he's speaking to you and he's speaking you out of the crowd for himself and asking you to come to him when he does that. That means he's found something that he wants to deliver to you that will change your life, that will change your family's life, that will change everyone around you and possibly change the world. When God invites Abraham, you can read this in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. He says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, that's God's invitation, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So what God is saying to Abraham, this is in the, in the invitation. He's saying, come out. Now what God is saying, I'm going to make you, put you in a place where you are somewhat uncomfortable. I want you to leave everything that you know. 
I want you to leave everything that's of comfort to you, and I'm taking you to a place where you don't know, it's uncertain, it's uncomfortable, but I want you to leave everything. I want you first to leave your country. Leave everything that you know. Leave your country. I want you to leave your family and your father's house and come. That's God's invitation. But when God does that, he has something special to give to you. There's some of you here today, God has been inviting you to let go of certain things in your life and come after him with everything. Forget your family, forget your country, everything that's important to you. Forget them and go after God and watch what God will do. This is God's promise. He says in verse 2, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I don't know if Abraham ever thought of himself becoming a great nation. God was the one that injected that idea into his head. Put it there. God has a way of doing that. When he calls you and he brings you to himself, he gives you a dream. Something bigger than yourself. You can't do it on your own. Abraham was told not only God, that God was going to make him a, a nation out of him, but a great nation. And then God said, I will bless you. Now, Proverbs 10 verse 22 tells us, and this is very clear. The blessing of the Lord, what? Makes one rich. That's the Lord's word. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. When God has chosen to bless you, guess what? You can't help yourself. You have, you have to become rich. I know this is not very acceptable among Christians because we, we shy away from that, just like we heard in Sunday school. Why don't you embrace it? When God says he's going to bless you, Proverbs 10.22 says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich, and God doesn't have any, add any sorrow to it. That's the kind of God that's inviting you. He says, I will bless you if you will listen. I will make a great nation out of your family. I like that because that tells me if I follow through with this invitation, not just that God will bless me, but my children will be blessed after me, and they will become a great nation. But God says, I will make your name great. You can't make your name great. You can struggle. You can do all you can. But this is a promise of God. When he invites you and you go to him, he promised he is going to make your name great. And more than that, he said, I will bless those who bless you. I believe that. And I pray that you believe that, that God will open your heart to believe that. Whenever those out there, when they decide they're going to bless you, they're going to help you, God notices and he blesses them because you have responded to his invitation. And if they start having bad things in your heart towards you, God says, I'll curse them. I didn't say that. God will notice and God will deal with them. I don't have to pray against them because I've obeyed God's invitation. He will deal with them. So I am secure. 
Amen. That's the kind of call. And Abraham is the type for us. The Bible says that God has given to us what the blessings of Abraham. But let me let you know about the blessings in the New Testament, what God is calling us uh, for in the New Testament. Jesus, the scripture that I read in Matthew chapter 11, it talks about invitation to receive rest for your soul. Rest for your soul. A lot of people... I've been working so hard trying to make it, striving, doing everything that they can to make it. Right now, they are so tired of trying. Nothing seems to be working. They've tried everything and it's not working. Their flesh really needs rest. Mentally, they need rest. Physically, they need rest. But now it's gone beyond the realm of the flesh. It's gone to the soul. And Jesus is saying, your soul needs rest. Come so that I can give your soul rest. There are a lot of things happening to you in the natural. But what is really happening is directed towards your soul. And it's a spiritual thing. Your flesh is weak. You're tired. You're confused. You're depressed. You're having all these troubles. What you really need is rest for your soul. Everything that's happening to you in the, in the natural has now affected, uh, now affected your soul. And now you need rest in your soul. He wants to give you rest in your soul. That's where he's at. But before Jesus gave this invitation, I want to tell you some of staggering things that Jesus himself said. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, it says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the son except the father nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him this is very important i pray that god will give you the understanding that i got from this first jesus said all things have been delivered to me by my father Everything that you can see and things that you cannot see, Jesus has authority over. Everything has been delivered to him. Basically, I want to talk to you about this was what he said before he gave the invitation. So you know who you are coming to and the one who is inviting you to come to him so that you can have rest. He said, all things have been delivered to me by my father everything he has authority over all things he has authority over the sun he has authority over the moon he has authority over demons he has authority over satan he has authority over everything he has authority over the president of the united states he has authority over the governors he has authority over the mayors he has authority over everything that you know Jesus, everything has been delivered to him. He says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. Look at what he says. 
in John chapter 3, verse 35, he repeats this. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. Everything, every human being, even those, even the atheists, has been, he has power over their lives. Everyone, all things have been delivered to Jesus Christ. Your life, everything, your life, your family, the things you own, everything in the universe have been delivered to him by his father. He has all things. But let's look at this scripture. In John chapter 17, verse 1 and 2. He said, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to, to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh. As you have given him power over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Jesus has authority and power over all flesh. The atheist, he has power over that particular flesh. The president of the United States, if his flesh, Jesus has power and authority over, over him. The governors, all of them. Even your whole life, he has power over your life. God gave it to him. He, he, he talked about it. He thanked his father for it. That you have given me power over every human being. That's why the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and, you know, turn from their wicked ways, God will hear from heaven he healed the land. Why? He has power over what the president decides. He has power over what the governor decides. He has been given the power over every flesh. He has power over what's going on in your body. He has power over that cancer that's trying to destroy you. God gave him that authority. He has power over your children. You can't do anything beside him. He has that authority. He won't use it until you come to him. Did you get where I'm going? He won't use all of that till you go to him. Till somebody is praying. He has authority over all of these things. Power to change life. To get that depression out of your life. That's your life. Jesus has that power. Jesus says something. Also, he says... In, um, in John chapter 5, verse 22, it says, The Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Because He is the Son of Man. Even your judgment on the last day, your judgment on the earth, because God has given Him power over all flesh, because He is the Son of Man, He has authority over what's going to happen. A lot of people will be going to hell because they didn't respond to his invitation. They didn't let him have his way in their life. But let me go a little further what he said. He said, after he said, all things have been delivered to me by my father. And he added, no one knows the son 
except the Father. No one. When you hear them saying, we don't believe in Jesus, they don't worry about it. They're speaking what they know. They don't know him. When the name of Jesus offends them, they just being themselves. They have no revelation. They don't know who he is. No one knows the son except the father. And no one knows the father except the son. And to whom he wills to reveal him to. If he doesn't will to reveal his father to you, you're on your own. Alone in the world. He takes the son to reveal the father. You know, there's something happening between the father and the son with regards to who they reveal themselves to. There's something going on here. I like to read some scriptures. I pray that God will give you revelation and understanding how special you are <laughs> because you know him and if you don't know him i pray that god will reveal open your eyes today so that you will heed and listen and 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 know come to him so he'll do what god has committed to him to do for your life knowing god so important Something happening between the father and the son. Listen to this scripture here. And that's why I read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. It says in verse 44 of John chapter 6. No one can come to me unless the father sent him. Unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught of God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. No one has seen God, but Jesus has seen God. Jesus added, Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. He added the last part because you, you won't have to see God. No one has seen him. But you can hear from him and you can learn from him. And if you really want to hear from him and learn from him, when God speaks to you, he will direct you to the Son. You see, no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows who the Father is except the Son. And to whom the Son wills to reveal the Father to. You know, when you begin to want God in your heart, God will speak to you. He will first draw you and He will direct you to His Son. Because the revelation of the Father comes only through the son and when god reveals this uh, when the son of god reveals the father to you your life is transformed that's what jesus was saying unless he reveals who the father is you on your own 
Your life depends on the revelation of the Father from the Lord Jesus Christ. Your security in life depends on Jesus revealing who the Father is to you. Your health, your mental health, your prosperity, your success in life, all of this depends on Jesus revealing who the Father is to you. I remember when I first discovered who the Son is, the joy. I couldn't contain myself. I was so excited. There was no thinking about sin in my life anymore. I mean, those things were the past. I had so much joy inside of me. I thought they all understand. I just have to tell them. I started telling them, and they look at me like, what are you talking about? you nuts. We don't understand what you're saying. It doesn't make sense to them. They cannot, and I was scratching my head and I'll do whatever I could just to let them understand. It has to be Jesus revealing the Father to you. Your life depends on it. That's why the Bible says God will reveal himself to you if you search for him with all of your heart. That's when he will reveal himself to you. God is giving out invitation today to everyone to come to him so that you can have life. Jesus said, everyone who comes to me, I will in no wise cast away. He'll give you eternal life. That's what God is giving. That eternal life is the God kind of life. That's the kind of life that is greater than sickness and disease. It's the life that will transform your life, transform everything in your life. If you will let Jesus have his way in your life. The invitation that we have to come to Jesus today is the same as the invitation that God gave to Abraham when he called Abraham to himself. There is no difference. God can take your life and transform it. If you will listen and truly come. You know, Jesus said this. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, he's inviting you, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The labor there is trying to get ahead on your own without God. You need God in your life. Many Christians make decisions based on the things that they see. They don't even consult with God. And they struggle and they strive. They do everything. Now they are so tired and they can't help it. The labor also has to do with the labor of trying to make it against sin without God in your life. That's religion. You need Jesus in your life to help you with the power of sin. That's the labor. We cannot fight sin on our own. 
That's a lot of work. But Jesus said, if you come to me and refuse to struggle, just trust in me and believe in me, I will transform you no matter what's happening, no matter how strong the addiction. If you are willing, God somehow, some way will bring you out of it. He will produce a way for you to get out of it. Don't say it's too difficult. I'm going to try. I've tried 10 times. He hasn't worked. I can't help myself. I have this anger issue. I have this problem. You are going on your own, so you have a lot of load that you're carrying. Turn everything to Jesus. God has given him power over all things, and he will deliver you. You can't deliver yourself. And he will make it so difficult, then so tough in your situation that you have no choice but to let go. And he'll deliver you when you hate it and you take the other direction. Take your load to him. He said, come unto me, everyone who is laboring. and you are Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your business. Whatever it is. Maybe it's in your family. The things are going bad. You've tried your best. Maybe you're trying to get your husband saved or your wife saved. You can't do it. Just turn everything to God. He has the power over all flesh. And he's willing to let go and to help. That's who he is. He is a good God. He wants to help. But he won't do it unless you come. If you don't come, that means you're turned and rebelled against him. He is inviting you. Everyone who wills can come. But let me let you know this. God doesn't like it very much when you turn down his invitation. He gets very upset about that. When he invited people to come for supper, they started making excuses. I just got married. I just bought the land. He was angry. None of those people would taste of my... I mean, go out in the street, get them in here. I want to join those people and be a part of it. Amen? He will give you rest. He said to take his yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. You see, Jesus is setting up a school. Amen. And he is the teacher. Learn from the teacher. And the subject is Jesus. Amen. Learn Jesus. Come to him so that he will teach you about himself. So you can learn from him how to truly have rest for your souls. Come to him more often to learn from him. That's why Jesus said of Mary, when Mary sat at his feet learning and mother was busy, Doing all kinds of stuff, laboring, trying to please people. I mean, you know, people do a lot to please people and then they get tired, they get mad, and get mad, they get mad at the world. She was trying to please and she was trying to please Jesus. But Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, learning to receive from the master, the teacher. She was in his school, learning from, from him. And Mary, Martha said, well, wow, Jesus, why? Uh, let my sister go. I'm busy. I want her to come and be busy. Jesus said, no, 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 Mary. You are you're so troubled by so many things. 
There is only one thing that you need. Sit at my feet and learn from me. That's what you need. Nothing more. Because out of this, all of the issues of life flow. All of everything that you need. Sitting at his feet. When he's invited you, she said, Mary, he said, Mary has chosen the best part. And it will not be taken from her. She chose the best. All of the issues of life, everything that they're struggling for, everything that they're killing for, cheating for, and lying for, just to receive. When you sit at his feet and you learn from him, you will begin to receive that rest from heaven into your soul. As your soul is being transformed, and you can see heaven, and God begins to deposit his dreams in your life for greatness, just like he gave to Abraham. You are going to be great. I'm going to bless you. The world will see. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. That's where he's at. His invitation to you this morning is come. You have been on your own too long, trying to get ahead on your own. You need to come to him, including Christians. You've been struggling in different areas in your life. You need to come so that he will give you that rest. He said, I am gentle. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. What is that? What he's saying is, how tolerate slow learners. <laughs> Amen. Some of us are really slow with learning, right? <laughs> we keep going in there, and the teacher comes. But uh, some people give up. But you see, he's, you know, in class, if you're not doing well, the teacher's saying he's not going to make it. And they get very impatient. Jesus said, I won't be impatient with you. I'll stay with you. I'm lowly. I'm gentle. I will stay with you till you begin to learn who I am. Until you begin to receive rest for your souls. Amen. He'll stay with you. I tolerate them. He'll stay with you because your life depends on it. Your prosperity depends on it. You don't know it, but this is the truth. This is what is hidden from the world. That's what God wants to reveal to you. He'll stay with you. And he says, when it's all over, you will find rest for your souls. And things won't just be transformed overnight. But you've started on a journey. Amen. The next thing you know, just like with Abraham, a little problem that you thought was going to cause you problem, a trouble in life. And Abraham went to be with Pharaoh. He came out one of the wealthiest around. Amen. Because he accepted God's invitation. You can't do it on your own. You see, this morning you're here. God today, because Jesus said, where two or three gather together, I am there in the midst of them. Today, Jesus is throwing out that, inform that invitation to you. Where you're sinning. I represent him. 
Amen. He's giving you that invitation today. He's saying, you've been struggling on your own. There are issues in your life you can't handle. You're tired. You don't know what to do. He says to come. He's got the power over all things. Would you come to him today? If you can see Jesus standing out here, and he is, would you go to him? Would you go to him? I like every high school closed this morning. And please honor the Lord because he's here. Every time we speak his word, he's here. You're saying this morning, I want to go to Jesus. I know I need to go to him. I have been there. I want to be there. I don't even want to personally leave his presence. I want to be with him. And you say this morning, I want to go to Jesus. Notice what the Bible says. God has delivered all things into his hand. You need to deliver yourself and everything that you are into his hands as well. Let him complete you. You're saying you want to go to Jesus this morning because of this invitation. Come on to me. Would you rise up and come and join me up here? I'm waiting for you. And Jesus is waiting for you. Thank you. God bless you. Those who honor God, God will bless. Is there anyone this morning you want to turn everything to the Lord Jesus and you're serious? Maybe you're a Christian, but you're not really living for him. And this morning you've decided, I will turn everything back to God. No more games. If you're that person, can you join me up here? I'm waiting for you. Jesus is waiting for you. Sometimes we are so concerned about what people think. Don't miss what God has to give to you because of what people think. I'm waiting for you. I believe there's still somebody. Your heart is telling you, that's me. I need to be up there. Why don't you listen to the voice of God that is telling you, go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. extend the invitation I have been praying to the Lord and asking God to bless our people financially I don't apologize I believe God hears my prayers I know that I have no doubt about it if you are struggling financially that's not God's will and I believe deliverance is for you this morning if you will honor the Lord, please come out here. Let's pray for you so that God will begin to do a work in your life. Would you please come up? I'm waiting for you. Sometimes, you know, people are so selfish because <laughs> what they want is just... It's just basically what can satisfy their family. I want more than that. Amen? It's not for you. It's not all about you. God can release a divine idea and you'll be a millionaire in a few months. And I'll take your tithe. Amen? <laughs> That's what we pray for. 
that God will bless you so that the work of God will go forth. I believe God. You know, in my life, I, pray, I, I, I try to prove God in my prayers and I see how he works. He will do it. And God will bless you. Amen. Angela, we're here. Could you please help me? We'll pray. You, you, we are one together. Amen. And I see God, and I'm speaking from the Father, and I believe this. I see God opening doors of great opportunities for God's people. I hear it. When God's people struggle financially, I hear it. That's why I pray against it. And that's why I'm doing this. Because I know my Father will hear from heaven. And I'm going to receive the testimonies. Amen? God's going to do it. God is going to do it. So I want you to trust and believe God. There are some of you that need a contract, whatever, a business. God's going to give it to you. Remember what the Bible says. Everyone who asks, receives. I believe that. Amen? He says so simple. Let's keep it simple. What do you want God to do for you? Put a number. Put a business. Whatever it is. I do that. And God proves himself to be true. Amen? Let's do that this morning. Angela, will you help me pray for our people? Thank you, Jesus. Stand up with me this morning. Thank you, Lord. You know one thing? I have, I have an attitude that I develop, I've developed. I try to prove God about different things. And I pray that God will give you revelation. It's one thing to just speak words, okay? It's another thing to begin to prove God in what you've heard. Amen? Begin to prove Him. God is. God is. And don't depend on your own resources. That's where we miss it. You're thinking about you and everything around you and what you know. God's bigger than that. You may be employed today, but God may be wanting you to have your own business. And since you're not listening, he'll make them fire you. And then you cry. And then when you really, that's not the time to call the brother. Go to him. Amen. And then he'll begin to show you. You need to have your business. Because I need you for my kingdom. Amen. I need you to supply the needs of the kingdom. If you will have that heart to supply the needs of God's kingdom, he'll put it through you. Amen? He'll put it through you. And your children will benefit from it. And you have a nice car. But that's not what God is after. He's after his kingdom. Amen? But he's going to bless you. Lift up your hands with me this morning. You are a blessed people. Say it with me. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I cannot be cursed. I am blessed. I'm a child of God. I belong to Jesus. I've received the revelation. I know who the son is. I know who the father is. I'm a child of God. I'm doing well. Life's great. I'm going to do great. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Give God a clap offering and then we're dismissed. Amen.